0: What's up? You are now listening to the Next Level Confident podcast with Janelle and A. If you are ready to challenge your previous ways of thinking and take action on the bold, purpose-driven life you were created for, you'll want to keep listening. On this show, we will vulnerably discuss finding your purpose in life, strengthening your mindset, building quality relationships, and prioritizing your health. I hope you're as excited as I am. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to the Next Level Confident Podcast. My name is Janelle Anae and I will be your host today. We are going to talk about 10 remedies to try if you are feeling depressed. Now, this video, um, well, it's it's a video, but you guys are going to be listening to it on audio, is something I recorded over a year ago, actually, that um, it was a topic that was near and dear to my heart, you know, a year ago. And um, now, because... Depression rates have actually tripled because of COVID. It's something that I really think needs to be you know revisited. It's it was on my YouTube channel, but I never I never brought it here on my podcast. So that is what we're going to do today. I'm going to play that for you here in a moment. You're going to get to hear a nice typical passionate rant of mine, which is really fun, obviously. Um but the thing I want to start by saying is that this is something that I am certainly not on my high horse about. This is not something that I tell you from a place of like, oh, I've got it all figured out, but here's what you should do if you're feeling depressed or if you are struggling with depression. Um, I personally have struggled with depressing thoughts and dark thoughts in general for a long time. I mean, even now, there are still times where I still struggle with, with dark thoughts. I mean, even though I'm the one who, you know, I talk about it. I talk about it openly and I give tools because I, I have tools for myself. Um, and I, I actually go really deep into this entire topic of of the dark thoughts that I struggled with on my very first episode. So if you go back and you go to um, episode one, it's called Victim Mentality, Lies, and the Power of Your Mind with Chanel and A. I share a bunch of my skills scary, dark thoughts that I had as a young girl um, and and the crazy lies that I began believing about myself because of those dark thoughts. So, you know, I've never been like clinically, I guess like I've never gone to anyone and and gotten, you know, depression medication or anything like that, although I do think there is a time and a place for medication. Um, I personally have never gone that route, but that's why I give these natural remedies because, for me, I always try to go a natural route before I would ever go to medication in any area of my life, whether that be mindset, whether that be something physical, et cetera. Um, but that doesn't mean that I don't think that there's a time and place for medication. I do think that sometimes there there's a time and a place for that. So um, to to just kind of go right into it, I, I want to talk about some of the depression symptoms, so things you might be feeling if you are struggling with depression or depressing thoughts. So this podcast is for you. If you are struggling with even just sad thoughts, honestly, it's, this isn't just like, if you have depression and you've been clinically, you know, told that you have depression, then you should listen to this. No, this is for, this is for that person. And it's also for someone who, who maybe just has had like sad thoughts lately, or has had a hard time lately. Please, this, this is for you as well. Um, some of the symptoms are feeling of sadness or loss of interest. Um, and, and that can lead to a range of behavioral and physical symptoms. So that could be changes in sleep, changes in appetite, changes in energy level, concentration or, or self-esteem, right? You can feel your self-esteem feeling lower and just feeling like you're not yourself um, depression can also be associated with thoughts of suicide so if you're thinking a lot about death and um, once again that's something I talk a lot about because that's something that I struggled a lot with um, not too long ago I mean I just really switched my mindset I, I kind of have you know that uh, a crazy story which is why you should go listen to that other podcasts but um, for those of you who know my story you know about this I kind of had a, a quick switch where I went from thinking that my life didn't have meaning or purpose. And then boom, going to like, oh my gosh, I've been thinking these dark thoughts and and believing these lies for so many years. But I just stepped away from that like in 2014. So like six years ago, not even that long. Um, but I had a lot of suicidal thoughts and thoughts about death. And I thought that was, I knew it wasn't normal, but I, it was normal to me, you know, and I want to just normalize having this conversation with you guys. So um if you know a I'm always here to to reach out to like if you're listening to this right now and you're like yeah I've been having some really weird dark thoughts lately or I've just been really struggling with sadness please reach out to me I'm here for you I want to be here for you um or of course, you know, reach out to a therapist if that feels like something that you want to do right now, just get support, get help, be open and honest. I mean, it wasn't easy for me to first start talking about my dark thoughts. I thought that I was crazy, I thought everyone would judge me. And it's crazy that the more I've shared these these dark thoughts that I have struggled with, the more people have come to me and been like, oh my gosh, Janelle, like I felt that too. And uh, me too. And me too. And you have no idea how many people have said me too, when it comes to these dark thoughts. So just know you're not alone. I'm not alone. Um, It's good for us to bring it out into the light because then it loses its power. Um, Okay. So some of the moods you may be experiencing are anxiety, general discontentment, guilt, hopelessness, loss of interest or a loss of pleasure in activities, mood swings, sadness, um, maybe agitation, excessive crying, irritability, restlessness, or social isolation. So I thought that was interesting when I just Googled what are the, you know, how do you know if you have depression or how do you know if you're feeling depressed? That's what it says, right? I said all that stuff I just read to you. So it's interesting that that last one says social isolation, because that leads me to COVID-19, COVID-19, COVID-COVID-19. If you haven't seen that video, you don't need to because you just heard me sing it. (laughs) Um, So COVID-19 has actually tripled the rate of depression in U.S. adults in all demographic groups, especially those with financial worries. Um, and that was according to a study published recently in the JAMA Network Open. So they did a study, and the results showed that with since COVID has happened, 27.8% of adults reported depression symptoms in contrast with only 8.5% before the pandemic. So 27.8%, that means a third of people, one out of every three people, likely listening to this podcast or in your life if you're not one of those three, are experiencing depression symptoms in contrast with only 8.5 percent before the pandemic. Crazy, mind-boggling numbers. Uh, it you know it tripled, and then it says that increases were higher across the spectrum of depression severity from mild to severe. So before the pandemic, only 16 percent of people said that they had mild um you know depression symptoms whereas now 24.6% say that they have mild symptoms and then some people say severe so before the pandemic 0.7% of people so not even 1% said they had severe symptoms and now 5.1% of people have the severe um the severe symptoms of depression so i mean that raised by you know, six or seven times severe depression. And, um, I mean, I think some of these numbers are just, it's staggering, but I know that even for me since COVID happened, yeah, there's, it's like you do, you just, you feel sad or you feel lonelier. So you're feeling these depression symptoms. Now, just because you feel the symptoms of depression doesn't mean you have depression. In fact, I don't really like to say that anyone has depression because I think that that's a label, um, just like you would say, like, oh, that person has OCD, that person has this. Like, I guess I just want to be careful with the verbiage around um, – I, I know that some people do have depression, and I know that some people do have OCD. I'm not saying that that's untrue. But, um, but instead of using it as a label, which to me is basically like a label, like I'm not smart or I am not this, it's kind of like it makes it sound like it's innately set inside of you as opposed to saying I'm struggling with depression or I'm struggling with OCD because that means that your brain has the ability to step away from it. It means a miracle could happen. That means you could put in the work, you could do the tool, you could use the tools, you can go to therapy, you can use you know medication if that's what you need. You can do these 10 natural remedies I'm about to give you. And you can help yourself step away from the depression or step away from whatever it is that you're struggling with. So I just try to be careful with that. You know, I have clients that have, you know, have depression and, I, and the thing I keep coming back to when, when that's repeated over and over by my clients is like, well, yeah, but I have depression and well, I have depression this, I have depression that my, de- my depression is making me blah, 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 blah. Well, it's like you're using it as a label that you keep putting on yourself, and I just, I really want you to challenge that, and and instead of saying it's my depression, it's the depression that I'm working through, or it's the depression that I'm challenged with right now, because the, that slight change in verbiage helps you start to think about how you actually have power, or you have the ability to step away from that. So that's just a small little aside. Okay, so then on top of COVID, there's social media, and. If you <laughs> if you listen to the next level Confident podcast, you know I talk about this a lot. I have such an interesting relationship with social media. It's kind of a love-hate. I'll get off of social media. Like as of right now, I haven't been on Instagram for like f- 3 or 4 days cuz I just I just can't. I just cannot get on there. It just sounds like so much work to have to be on there for me right now. Um but then other days I'm on it like all day because I'm like woo I don't know I have I have a very strange relationship with social media but we are all on social media more due to COVID I believe and I actually it's not just that I believe that there's actually studies that show that um, so. So I found an article that said, the FOMO is real, how social media increases depression and loneliness. So first and foremost, if you have not yet watched The Social Dilemma on Netflix, you need to watch The Social Dilemma. It talks all about how there is connections to spending a lot of time on social media and how that does lead to uh, depression rates and, and actually suicide rates too. So you'll want to watch that. And it's not to say that it has to be all or nothing, but just learning to have that That healthy relationship, having boundaries and being willing to get off at certain times, too. So, 77% of all Americans have a social media profile of some kind, according to Healthline magazine. So, most of us have social media, right? That's kind of a no brainer. It's probably higher amongst this group because you guys are probably around my age group. And uh, that's probably like 99% of us have social media. So internet users spend on average two hours and 22 minutes per day on social networking in 2019. Now, what I think is interesting is that that was in 2019, two hours, 22 minutes. Imagine how much it's gone up in 2020. 2020. I guarantee it's got to be three or four hours a day now because we have so much more time at home and we're so much more isolated. And um, especially with things kind of like re-shutting down now again after Thanksgiving and with the holidays, um, I just – I I think that it's got to be more than that. So if you think about how much time you're spending – ah, just think about how many hours you're spending a day on social media and how many hours, like if that, if you do the math and compounded that over your entire life, like imagine if you even cut out one hour per day for the rest of your life. I mean, I didn't do the math beforehand. uh, So we're too late for that. But like one hour times seven days a week, there's seven hours, seven days a week times 52. I can't even do that. 52 times seven, no idea what that number is, but you get the picture. That's like, 50 times seven, 350. That's like 350 hours even in just one year. So then imagine that over like 60 years of your life. That's like so many hours of time that you could get back if you just cut back to one hour a day instead of two hours a day or whatever. Okay. So anyway, studies have linked the use of social media to depression, anxiety, poor sleep quality, lower self-esteem, inattention, and hyperactivity. Often in teens and adolescents. So this is, again, this is from Healthline magazine. But, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, often in teens and adolescents, I'm sure. But is there really that much of a difference? I think they're just doing more studies on the teens because they're more worried about the teenagers and how how it's affecting them. But, like, I'm sorry. It's not like it's affecting us as adults that much differently than it's affecting teens and adolescents. They just forgot to do the studies on us. I'm just joking. I'm sure the studies are there. But um, I guarantee – like, people who look at their phone right before they go to bed, and if that's you, stop. <laughs> stop. That's all I know to say. Stop scrolling on your phone right before you go to bed. Like, that definitely goes right into sleep, and then you start having your FOMO right before you go to bed. <sighs> okay. Anyway. Anyway. So a new study concluded that there is, in fact, a casual link between the use of social media and the negative effects on well-being, primarily depression and loneliness. And that was a study that was published by the Journal of Social and Clinical Psychology. And what they found is that what we found overall is that if you use less social media, you are actually less depressed and less lone, lonely, meaning that the decreased social media use is what causes the qualitative shift in your well-being, says Jordan Young, a co-author of the paper and a senior at the University of Pennsylvania. So there you have it, folks. There you have it. Um, okay. It's time for me to stop blabbing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you guys going on the ten. Remedies, 10 natural remedies to try if you're feeling depressed or if you are struggling with depression. And we know that this is necessary. We know that this is needed right now. Um, yeah. So let's just go ahead, dive right in, enjoy. Oh, and last little thing I'll say is that you are definitely going to want to listen to the very end of this podcast because I do a power hour with myself at the end. And it's quite possibly the weirdest I've ever allowed myself to be publicly on this podcast. So I'm thinking you might not want to miss it. Just saying. Just saying. Okay, bye. Hello and welcome to my Monday motivation. I'm Janelle Linnea, And today I'm going to talk about some pretty serious stuff because I was asking myself recently, okay, if I was going to die today, what would be the most important information that I could possibly say to everyone listening? And this is what I came up with. I'm gonna start with a few statistics. Not very good at memorization, so have this here. Depression. Depression is most common in people that are between the ages of 18 and 25 years old. Women are twice as likely to be depressed as opposed to men, says the World Health Organization. From 2013 to 2016, 10.4% 10.4% of women were found to have depression. 10.4%. That means 1 in 10 women are claiming their depression. So if 1 in 10 are claiming, I'm going to be willing to guess that there's more than that because I know myself, if you look at the story that I have told, I'll link it on this YouTube, but I told the story of how I thought I was going to die at a young age. Um, and I believe that is a form of depression, but I was never... I never went to a doctor. I never told anyone. I never actually saw like a psychologist or a psychiatrist or anything like that for that. So that means there are probably a lot of women who are also not even diagnosed for depression. Okay, let's look at some other numbers. And I know these aren't super fun numbers to look at, but I think it's so crucial to know these numbers. Um, In 2016, 45,000 people committed suicide. In 2016, in America, 45,000 people committed suicide. Um, And this is according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. So then the next crazy statistic is this, more than half of those people had no known mental health issues. So 45,000 people killed themselves in 2016, and that means 22.5,000 of those, nobody knew. N- nobody knew at all that those people were struggling with anything at all. Crazy. And in the same article, I found that it says, one of the top ways to avoid increasing the risk of suicide is sharing stories of hope and healing. So there's a correlation, right, between hope and healing and suicide. When you kill yourself, it's because there's a lack of hope. 48,000 drug overdoses that were because of opioids in 2017. 48,000 drug overdoses that led to death because of opioids in 2017. So let's just put this into perspective for a moment. Um, Rockies lovers. If you love baseball, you love the Rockies. Coors Field here in Denver seats 50,000 people. So if you've ever been to a baseball game, you've ever been to a football game, picture the every, like every seat in the stadium is packed out full of fans. And picture in one year, all those people dying because they all killed themselves. Picture each of those human beings killing themselves crazy. 45,000 people committed suicide, and 48,000 died because of drug overdose. Those are totally different things here that we're talking about, by the way. So picture two full stadiums. And I really do think all these things lead back to a link in depression. So I was like, okay, what are natural causes to help these things, right? Like, this is seriously a problem. I mean, the first problem is that people aren't even talking about this, right? Like, I don't feel like too many people are like blowing up Instagram of trying to raise awareness about depression, suicide, and uh, drug overdoses. It's obviously a problem, but we're all pretending like it's not a problem. That's the problem. This is a problem, and it's time that we address it. It's time that we, every single person, I don't care who you are right now, I don't care if this specifically applies to you or maybe this is your mom maybe this is your brother maybe this is your best friend and you might not even know that's the worst part we got to start having these conversations we got to start at least normalizing the conversation of opening up and telling people what's happening I know it's a lot easier said than done but um, asking hard questions of your friends or if you're the one who's going through stuff being vulnerable and opening up enough to be able to ask for help you're not alone no one is alone in their sadness and their pain like you're not alone I promise so please share what you're going through share it with me share it with a therapist share it with a loved one or a friend if you don't have a loved one or a friend reach out there's love all around you there are people who want to help you So WebMD, natural cures for depression. Okay, number one, getting into a routine, setting a daily schedule, getting into a routine. You know what's funny? My first mindset module for all my clients is creating a morning routine because I believe so fully in having a morning routine. Number two, set goals. Start small, but set goals that are attainable keep setting goals. It doesn't matter if you're depressed or not. You can still set goals even if they're small ones because if you just give up, if you just like assume, okay, I'm always going to be feel like this. I'm always going to feel like crap. Getting out of bed is always going to be hard. I'm always going to hate my life. Then yeah, it's going to get worse. Setting goals is a great way to be like, okay, my life still matters. I'm going to set a goal. Numerous of my clients have had depression and it's something we work through, right? It's like, okay, yeah, you have depression. No worries. Let's take action on your life and let's watch those sad thoughts and feelings start to dissipate. Number three, exercise. Wow, who would have guessed? Exercise. Exercise releases endorphins, which is a chemical that makes you feel really good. Anytime you're feeling depressed, you go outside and go, even on a long walk, go on a run, go to yoga. I don't care what your version of moving your body looks like, go move your body. You will feel better. Getting out there and starting will be really tough because you're going to drag your feet and you're going to tell yourself all the reasons why you don't want to go exercise. Stop that. You do want to exercise. I'm telling you, you do, and you will feel better after you do it, promise. Number four, eat healthy. (laughs) Wow, this is sounding more and more like next level confident. So weird, thank you WebMD. Omega-3 fatty acids and folic acid are two types of foods that actually help release, well, not release, I guess relieve you of depression so that means food like fish like salmon and um like if you like sushi that's so good for you spinach kale leafy greens that's what has the folic acid so omega-3s are for the fish folic acid is your greens really good foods start putting good nutrients in your body and you're going to start to feel a difference number five sleep <laughs> If anyone has taken my program, you might be laughing right now that I found this on WMD. I can't wait to post the article below for you guys to all look at. As I'm reading this, I'm like, this is incredible. No wonder so many of my clients come to me when they're in a state of depression and we do all these things and they get out. Because you start to create this in your life. You start to see that you are worthy. You have a purpose and that your life matters. Those sad feelings... We're going to start to change that story. We're going to start to take action on our life. So uh, these are the things that I work through with my clients all the time. So I'm so glad they said this on WebMD. Create a rhythm with your sleep. So going to bed at the same time and waking up at the same time. That's called the circadian rhythm. And that is what I have all of my clients do. We talk about going to bed at a similar time and waking up at a similar time as much as possible. It can't be perfect, but like as much as possible. No TV or computer, or phone, in the bedroom. Mind blown, because we all like to watch TV when we go to bed. I mean, I don't, but I'm saying, a lot of people I talk to are like, I'm just having a really hard time sleeping at night, and like, I don't really understand why it's so hard for me to sleep. And I'm like, it's because you're scrolling through Instagram, and watching Netflix, and you're also working on a side project, and checking your emails, on your computer, you have three bright screens in front of your face, and you're trying to sleep? No! Get all the screens out of your room. I tell all of my clients, 30 minutes before you go to bed, stop checking your phone. Stop scrolling through social media, stop trying to get things done. 30 minutes before bed, create a nighttime routine. So, I mean, for me, that means usually taking a shower because then after you have a shower, you're nice and cold and you get in bed and it's all warm. I have dimmed lights. I think you've seen that before on my Instagram. I like to dim all of my lights. So I sometimes even buy small lights for different rooms. So that that way I don't have to have the bright lights on. Dim lights, drink water, take a shower, listen to relaxing music, read a book, talk with your partner if you have a partner. For me, Frankie, you know, him and I having a conversation, cuddling, do those things. Get off the screen, turn all the screens off. Oh, okay. Off that one. Six, take on responsibilities. Huh. When you're depressed, this feels like nearly impossible. I know. But um, you're going to feel like you want to pull back out of life. You're going to feel like you don't want to participate in life. But I want you to go do stuff with your life. Volunteer, for example. When you feel like your life is so crappy and all you can do is wallow in your own sorrow, if you go out and you actually volunteer and help an organization like underprivileged youth or um, homeless people or anything like that, you're gonna actually feel better about yourself because you went and helped someone. And also it's gonna be, give you perspective on your life and generally be like, okay, it's not so bad. Like I'm doing okay. Number seven, challenge negative thoughts. <laughs> I swear, this is literally like everything WebMD. Yes. Now I like I didn't realize that was why I created Next Level Confident, but this is literally everything I do. Challenge negative thoughts. I have all of my clients week number two go through an exercise called limiting beliefs where you write out all the lies you believe about yourself. Every last one, and we challenge them. And you write out the truth. So for me, one was... I'm really annoying and people don't really like me and they think I would, they just wish I would shut up. What's the truth? The truth is most likely people do like you. You're actually really awesome. And if someone doesn't like you, then no worries. You don't have to have them in your life, right? That's how you think of like the negative thought pattern and then you recreate it to the truth. Genius. Eight. Check with doctor before using supplements. So the idea behind this is that often we think that supplements are gonna help us. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, but don't just take random supplements just because you read an article somewhere that supplements are gonna help you. Um, you should get professional help before you start taking a bunch of su- supplements. Nine, do something new. Go to a museum, read a new book, start cooking, go and volunteer. Like. These are all the things that you should be doing. Try something brand new that you're not used to doing. I swear, it'll make a difference. Like, it'll be weird and uncomfortable and you'll be like, what am I doing? But it's gonna be worth it. And number 10, try to have fun. And that is also something that I talk about all the time. It's just like, stop being so hard on yourself. Seriously. Life's not that bad, and like I know it feels like it's that bad, but like, do something fun where you aren't stressing yourself out. For me, that usually looked like, especially in San Diego, going to the beach, leaving my phone in the car, and then just walking on the side of the beach, just me and my thoughts. Maybe that means hanging out with friends. Maybe that means reading a book. I don't know what having fun looks like for you. Maybe it's going to a zoo, but think about the things you love and go do those things. And I would even challenge you, do them without your phone. Watch a movie without your phone, like an old Disney movie like Mulan that you used to love watching. Do something that's out of the ordinary that's going to encourage you and don't try to do it while you're doing a thousand other things. I find so often everyone is on social media and texting and they're so glued to their phone that they can't even truly appreciate what's right in front of them. Going on walks without your phone is magical. Go on walks without your phone. Go do things without your phone because you're gonna feel more present, more relaxed. And then one that I would like to add to this list, number 11, is I believe human connection is huge. Human connection. You have to have people in your life. You gotta have a community. You gotta have people you can call when you're feeling down. You gotta have people who up-level you, people who encourage you. Not the type of people who are constantly trying to get you to drink or go past your boundaries or do things that you don't want to do or like makes you feel like crap if you're not keeping up with the Joneses and talking crap about people. Like find people who up-level you, who make you want to be better, who make you want to just strive for your dreams. Find friends like that. I promise you they exist. And you are capable of having friends like that because yes, you do belong there. That's why you're watching this video right now. You belong there with those people. So stop telling yourself the story that you're not good enough to hang out with people who up-level you. It doesn't matter whether your community starts really small or if it starts big, I don't know what it looks like for you. I just would really encourage you after watching this movie or this video, if there's something that like really resonate with you or if you're listening and you're like, gosh, I guess I have been feeling a little bit depressed or I have been feeling down. I've been feeling off. I've been feeling like not myself. I really wish I could get into routines and eating clean and exercising and changing my mindset and doing new things. And if that's you, I would love to help you. I would love to support you. And if it's not me, I don't care. Get help. This isn't about me helping you necessarily. It's about you changing your life. And you're the only one who can do that. You're the only one who can take the first step into changing your life. And ultimately, if you just keep sitting around thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it, nothing is ever going to change. You got to actually do something. And sometimes the first step is reaching out for help. Maybe that means reaching out to a therapist. Maybe that means reaching out to your mom. Maybe that means reaching out to your sister. Maybe it means reaching out to your best friend from high school. Maybe it means reaching out to me. I don't know what this looks like for you, but if you're going through something and you need support, human beings want to help you. I want to help you. Our world is created for love and connection and belonging. It's not created for depression and drug overdoses and suicide. So if you're even having an inkling of darkness inside of you that you're having a hard time getting through, seek help. We want to help you. You've got to be able to reach out and receive help and be humble enough to say, I don't know what's going on, but I need help. And that's okay. Let's make it more normal. Let's make getting help and getting uh, coaches and getting a community and getting best friends that you're vulnerable and real with and being messy with. Let's make that normal, Okay. All right, well, I hope this was helpful for at least one of you watching right now, maybe lots of you watching. I really appreciate it. Please, please, please take action after this video. Do not just watch this video and be like, that was nice, I should. No, stop what you're doing right now. Don't go get onto another YouTube video. Don't get onto another Instagram video. Don't go do other things before you take care of this. Take care of your life. Reach out to me or someone else, and get the support that you need. I really encourage you to do so. It's going to change your life. Thanks, guys. Have a great Monday. Well, there you have it, you guys. There are 10 remedies to try if you are feeling depressed or if you are struggling with depression. Of course, don't forget that if you want to be coached by yours truly, Janelle Lene, you can head to our website, nextlevelconfident.com, and you can schedule a complimentary coaching call where I can simply support you and we can see if it's a good fit for us to work together. Okay, how we're going to finish this is dun, 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 dun. rapid fire questions, power hour. Woo, woo. I've never done this for myself and I actually didn't prepare at all. So it's going to feel like, (laughs) it's going to feel like I have no idea what I'm about to tell you because I literally don't. Okay. You ready? Okay, Janelle, what is the best advice you have ever received? Hmm. Best advice I ever received. I think it was from my coach, Jake. I hired a mindset coach um, a little over a year ago. And the thing he always would tell me is, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. And because I'm a, I'm an Enneagram 8, I like to go through things very quickly and very efficiently and I'm kind of like sometimes like a chicken with my head cut off, which is not cool. And it's stressful to be like that. So something I repeat on a regular basis is slow is smooth and smooth is fast. So do I need to give any more context? I think that's it. Slow is smooth. Smooth is fast. It's okay. I'm going to give context. Oh, I have to. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's like a quote from the military or something like that. And so the idea behind it is that um, we often think if we go really fast through things, we'll get them done quickly. But the reality is slow is smooth and smooth is fast so if you actually move through life a little slower or if you move through the airport a little slower or you move through your meal a little slower you'll actually get it done quicker than you think because you won't make as many mistakes or as many errors Woo! love that quote I love that Janelle great job okay what is your favorite beverage Ooh, my favorite beverage great question well, I love me my Kangen water, mm, 9.5 pH. Reach out to me if you want some Kangen water. I can hook you up. Um, and my other favorite beverage is, let's be honest, a delicious IPA. I'm all about the beer life, and I am all about the IPA life. <clears throat> Get my belly IPAs. <laughs> yes, that is so funny. Okay, next question. I have a blank at my desk at all times. Ooh what do I have at my desk at all times? You know, what I have at my desk at all times is a, a little plaque. Is that what it's called? A plaque that says, well-behaved women rarely made history. That's always at my desk because I want to remind myself that I do not have to be a well-behaved woman to make history. Very good. Yes, I love that. That's great. Okay, a strange or bad habit that most people don't know that you have. Oh, great question. A stranger bad habit. Um, well, if you follow me on Instagram, you probably have heard me talk about this before, but I, my bad habits include picking at my split ends and popping my pimples. I know really cute, really attractive. Um, those are my strange or bad habits that I sometimes try to break. And other times I'm just like, meh, whatever. I don't really care. It's, it's not like it's destroying my life or anything like that. My skin still looks pretty good. My hair, everyone says it's long and luscious. So, I mean, I guess it's okay. But anyway, that's my weird habit. That is a very strange habit indeed. Hmm. <laughs> okay. What book or podcast are you reading right now? Ooh, okay, so I listen to Audible a lot, as many of you know. So, the Audibles that I'm currently listening to, I, I'm doing two at the same time, I know. I'm like terrible, just joking. Um, I'm reading Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty, which has been so good so far. Oh my gosh, thinking about being a monk sounds actually so nice. Maybe I'll go be a monk for a little bit, but like a Christian monk. Um, And then the other one that I'm always reading that listening to on repeat, I think I'm on my fourth time through, is You Are a Badass at Making Money, because I love that. Gotta always remember that I'm a badass at making money. And then um, what I'm reading physically right now is actually, uh, what's it called? Capital Gains by Chip Gains, because I love reading about Chip and Joanna's story, because obviously Frankie and I are trying to build an empire together, not in real estate, but in personal development, you know. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, I could see, I could definitely see you and Frankie doing that together. I could, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Okay, next question. Favorite personality test, if any. <laughs> wow, what a great question. Um, hmm, I love all personality tests, let's be honest. Um, I like 16 personalities, which is basically the same thing as Myers-Briggs. And then I also like um, Strength Finders. That's a really good one. But we all know my all-time favorite is the Enneagram. I literally meet dogs and I'm like, what was that dog's Enneagram? Or like I meet a person. Like anytime I meet a person within like five minutes, actually like honestly within two minutes, I could literally like I could be taking Denny on a walk and Denny meets this other dog. And the dogs start, you know, like jumping on each other and they're playing together. And then the the owner and I are like, hi, how are you? And I'm like, oh, like I met this nurse the other day. Yeah, I met a nurse and she had just gone off her night shift and our dogs were playing together. And I was like, like talking to her and I'm like, she's such a two. I can tell like this girl is a two through and through, not just because she was a nurse, but like a couple little things she said. I was like analyzing her two-ness. I was like, she is such a helper. I know it. <laughs> it's hilarious. <sighs> yes, yes. Very, very funny. Very funny. Okay, great. Will you ever move from where you currently live? hmm well i currently live in my dream place which is san diego california the best place on earth and i moved here on purpose the first time and then i had to move to denver for a little bit for my sweet husband and then i convinced him to move back yes um no no, no i'm just joking we we made that decision together obviously um plus he got an awesome new job here's so a lot kind of help let's be honest anywho will i ever move from here um I really don't think so. We plan on having a house on the beach, overlooking the water, floor-to-ceiling windows, and automatic curtains. So like blackout curtains in my bedroom, and then like I can like press that button when I wake up, or maybe it'll be open up with my alarm. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the alarm will go off, and then it'll be like, you know, like okay. So say the alarm goes off at seven, and the 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 blackout curtains open like just a little bit, so a little bit of sunshine comes in, and then seven o five, a little more light, and like 710 little and by 715 the curtains are completely open and and light is coming in and maybe even i could have automatic doors that open so then i can hear the sound of the ocean while i wake up oh anyway so yeah it's probably gonna be san diego the only other place we'd ever move is maybe like puerto rico just for tax benefits for when we're millionaires you know so we don't have to pay so much in taxes but even then california is pretty freaking awesome let's be honest so yeah that's my official answer (laughs) <laughs> oh man, that's cool. I like your vision. Um, that's really great. Okay, last question here to end the next level confident podcast. What is your best moment as a businesswoman? Ooh, best moment as a businesswoman. It's so fun because you know I ask these questions to other people for our rapid fire power hour. But I honestly, what is my best moment as a businesswoman? Uh. There are so many. When I launched when I launched the next, oh my gosh, when I launched the confidence workshop, that was really awesome. I launched that one year ago, and that was my first in-person workshop with a bunch of incredible women. And that was that felt really good. Like I remember I felt like the highest high I had ever felt that day speaking for that group of women for the very first time. It was like my first real speaking engagement for my people about confidence, my favorite topic on earth. Um, And then I think my other favorite moment was actually October of 2020. I had my best revenue month of my life and that was pretty sweet. I was like, okay, the money's coming, baby. The money's here. You know, it feels good when you put in a lot of work and you're like broke and all that stuff for a long time and then money starts to come in from your business. You're like, oh, wow, I'm not a broke entrepreneur anymore. This is very exciting. So I think that was probably my other best moment as a businesswoman thanks for sharing. Okay, now there's only one Janelle. Wow. (laughs) How fun. All right. Well, if anyone is still listening, uh, thank you for being here. That was weird and also really fun. And I appreciate you getting weird with me and having fun with me. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.